Success is being good in multiple buckets. And one of those buckets is health. Resetters, Dr. Mindy here, and I am on a mission to teach you just how powerful your body was built to be. This podcast is about giving you the power back and helping you believe in yourself again. Let's jump in. On this episode of the Resetter Podcast, I bring you Jesse Itzler. Now, let me tell you a little bit about what you're about to hear. This was an interview that I did with Jesse back in January of 2021. So we brought Jesse to my Reset Academy. He is one of the greatest speakers on mindset. If you are not familiar with Jesse, let me give you a little bit of a background on him. He, and this is from his Instagram, I just love the guy. A, he is so authentic. He shows up on social media with heart and passion and authenticity. And behind that is he has bought and sold five different companies. Zyko Coconut Water is one that you might be familiar with. He was uh, instrumental in buying and selling marquee jets. Uh, he has part ownership in the Atlantic Hawks. He also is a New York Times bestselling author. He's an incredible speaker. He spoke, he speaks all over the world and lights the stage on fire. Um, he, I love this on his Instagram. He calls himself a mile runner and a cold plunger. He is an extremist, no doubt. And I have been blessed to be working with Jesse and helping him find his groove with his fasting lifestyle. But also he has brought me to his Build Your Life resume community. And now I'm a part of his Elite 365 mentor program teaching entrepreneurs and, and high-performing people how to fast. So Jesse and I have quite a connection over the last couple of years. I absolutely love this man. Um, he was definitely the brain, the brainchild behind International Fasting Day. It was our work together that sparked that idea. And what you're about to hear is some of the best mindset information on health, on fasting. This is going to be your go-to episode when you are looking for someone to perk you up and point you in the right direction and make sure that you stay on your health path. That is why I'm bringing you this episode because it is motivation at its best. So Jesse Itzler, I hope you all enjoy it. And as always... I hope it changes your life and hope it helps your health path and never, never give up on yourself because as Jesse will reiterate here, you are a miracle and your body has the ability to heal. Doesn't matter how far or how deep down a health crisis you are, you can always turn your health around. Hey, Resetters, as we step into the new year, I am so thrilled to invite you on an extremely transformative journey with me in my Reset Academy. So check this out. If you're ready to kickstart your fasting and health journey, which I know so many of you have reached out to us and asked how you customize a fasting lifestyle for you, my Reset Academy is the absolute best place to be. So here's what you get in the academy, and I like to think of it in terms of a complete picture. So imagine being surrounded by people who understand your journey, who are passionate for fasting, who want to lift you up and will support you every step of the way. My academy is not just me, my team, but it is an incredible group 
of people that are all dedicated to building fasting lifestyles and supporting each other in it. This is why I created the Reset Academy. So when you join, you gain access to all the exclusive calls where my team and I share the latest insights, we answer your burning questions, and we guide you towards your health goals. That's not it. We didn't stop there. By becoming a member, you're not just investing in a membership, but you're investing in yourself. I am such a fan of setting you up to win this year, and my academy is the best place I know to do that. I want to keep you focused. I want you to customize this for you, and I want you to succeed at your health goals this year. End of story. So if you're ready to unlock your fullest potential and embrace a fasting lifestyle, join me. If it feels good, join me. And let's make this year an incredible year for us all. So all you got to do is go visit drmindypels.com slash Reset Academy to become a member. I can't wait to welcome you. I can't wait to see you on the Zoom calls. I can't wait to be in community with you. And most importantly, let's get your health goals handled. And let's do this together. It's so much better together. Together. So that's drmindypels.com slash Reset Academy. Excited to see you there. Okay, Resetters. I am incredibly excited to bring you this amazing gentleman who, Jesse Itzler, thank you so much, Jesse, for joining me. I can't even, um, I don't want to waste any of our time, but I can't even imagine a better person to come talk to us about mindset because you are the man. And if there's anybody who has trained their mind to move their life forward, it honestly, it's you and Sarah, the way I watch you guys, the way you show up in the world, the way you're teaching your kids, the way that you just approach everything from fasting to swimming in cold water. You guys are so impressive. And I know that mindset isn't something you're just born with, that it's something you have to train yourself to really see things and uh, in a different way and to be able to overcome obstacles. So I brought you here to this incredible group because we are going through some massive transformation this month. You've got people that have been eating 10 meals a day and eating the standard American diet and they're moving into a fasting lifestyle and there are going to be sand traps. There's going to be obstacles. So what I would love for you to share with us is what do you do? How do you train this? How do you, what do you do when you come up against that <clears throat> obstacle? How do you overcome it so it doesn't derail you and hold you back? Well, first of all, Dr. Mindy, thanks for having me. You're one of my favorite humans on the planet. Seven oh, billion okay. people. There's yeah. only one Dr. Mindy. Thank so you. thanks for having me. I appreciate it. And uh, it's an honor to be here with you and your, and your team. And I also ate the standard American diet. You know, I grew up like on the, on what every other, everyone, most of the people were eating maybe a week or two ago. And um, the one thing we all share in common, I think everybody here is probably here for different reasons. Maybe it's weight loss. Maybe it's, they want to look better. who knows. But the one thing we all share in common is we want to feel good. Mm. And I read a book years ago called Fit for Life when I was 23. And it, it challenged me to only eat fruit until noon um, 
and that the only thing that I would eat a little bit different from what you guys are doing with the fasting and I'm doing your fasting program too. But at this time in my life, I tried it and I felt amazing. It, it challenged the reader to do it for 10 days and on day 10, go back to your regular American diet. Mm. And on day 11, when I went back to my American diet, I felt terrible. And I didn't want to feel terrible. I want to feel good. I want to be vibrant. I want to feel alive. There's a famous quote, you know, if you have health, you have hope. And if you have hope, you have everything. Mm. And I just, you know, so I'm, this topic, what you teach, what you preach is something that is baked into my DNA. Love it. Deeply into my DNA. So I love that you're taking people on this journey. And I just want to open up and say, you know, I don't know if I'm a master of mindset or anything like that. But as it relates to food and dieting, you know, I never looked at my lifestyle and I'm pretty much a vegan. I'm almost a fruitarian, but um, I never looked at it at, at, as deprivation. Mm -hmm. Deprivation never works. Mm -hmm. I looked at it as a lifestyle decision that I wanted, that this is how I want to live my life. I wanted to be a lot. I have boundless energy, I think, knock on wood. And that's what I wanted. And I've experimented with a lot of different, you know, eating, fasting to see what works for me. And, um, but I never looked at it as anything more than lifestyle. It's my lifestyle. When people say, I can't believe you're doing this or you're intermittent fasting, or you're doing this, you know, a lot of the, of the challenges we have are, are from, you know, inputs, mm -hmm. people telling us you're crazy. Why are you doing that? Do you miss yep. steak? Do you miss potatoes? Don't you miss French fries? Do, you don't want ketchup on your stuff. You know, it's like all this, it's like a barrage. Yep. And I've been able to put a wall around that and almost, smile to myself of like, cause I know I'm on the right path. Yeah. So when, as it relates to me, as it relates to food and, and mindset, it's a lifestyle more than it is a mindset. And, um, you know, success, I'm an entrepreneur. I've had a very unconventional journey as an entrepreneur. I'm also a father of four. I'm a husband. I'm a, I'm a son of aging parents. I'm a business owner. I wear a lot of different hats as many of us do on this call. Mm -hmm. And to me, success is being, isn't being good at one. It's not like if you're a really good stockbroker and you're rich, you're rich, but that doesn't mean you're successful. To me, success is being good in multiple buckets. Mm -hmm. It's being a good parent. It's being a good husband. It's being a good son. It's being a good friend. It's being a good boss. It's being a good, you know, all those things. Success is being good in multiple buckets. And one of those buckets is health Yeah, for me. Mm -hmm. You know, like if I'm, and I don't want to go on this tangent here. I want to get into the questions and everything, but I just want to, I think this is really important because people are on a journey with you. And I just want to explain how important this is. If you're a billionaire and you own properties and sports teams and stocks and funds and helicopters and airplanes, and you're on vacation, but you have a sore throat. And every time you swallow, your throat kills. You don't, you're not thinking about your sports team and your helicopters. You're thinking, how do I get rid of this damn sore throat, man? Yeah. And that's just a sore throat. So that standard American diet that was going on a couple of weeks, it, it's going to catch up with you. Yeah. So I just want to commend everybody for being here and for the journey that you're on, that they're on with you, Dr. Mindy. Yeah. Yeah. You know, who's a great example of this. And, uh, you know, the longer we get away from his passing, the, the, the more we forget this, but Steve jobs was an incredible example of somebody who had so much success, but he couldn't find success in his health. And every person that I've ever sat with who has been at that crucial moment 
of needing to deal with a life-threatening situation would beg, would pay all the money in the world to bring their health back in that moment. And, but they didn't get the clarity until they got that tough diagnosis. So it's that why, and what I heard you say is like, you know, your lifestyle creates a foundation in which all the other parts of your life will thrive. But what do you do when you're in a place where you're just, you're, you're stepping into something that's unknown. You're stepping into something where you're having to believe me. You're having to believe the testimonials you see around you. You intuitively know that you should go in that direction, <clears throat> right. whether it's health or parenting or business. There's, there's something that has to pull us in that direction. And some, we have to overcome the people around us, the negative thoughts, like, what do we do with that person? It's whether it's health, whether it's business, whatever the journey is, I believe in the, you have to believe in the end of the story. Hmm. And, you know, I believe in the end of the story and anything that I go into, um, even if it's the unknown and even if it's scary or intimidating, or I don't know if I can do it, the self-talk, which we can talk about in a minute, I try to enter it with a, with enthusiasm. And it sounds so simple, but every year when I go into the year, I, I think of like one word that's going to kind of dis- define what this year is going to look like. And that could be newness. It could be change. It could be spontaneity or, you know, or mine, my, for two years in a, r- a row, my word was soul. Mm-hmm. It's like, if I want to do something, I'm going to put my soul into it. So if we're going to commit to it, like if you're not going to commit to it a hundred percent and be open to you know, trial and error and seeing how your body reacts and how you feel, then don't, you shouldn't do it, you know? But when I go into it, I go into something 100% all in, all the time, enthusiastic about it. And, you know, I let, I let the, I, I don't believe in marketing. I believe in common sense. Before there was marketing, there was common sense. And that's been stripped to us from the food companies and everybody telling us, that, you know, this is good for you. Milk is good. And this does a body good and meat is good. And this is good and eat this. And I just like to try things for myself. So I think, you know, being open-minded and enthusiastic about things when you go into it is, is really important. Of course, you're going to be scared and apprehensive, but right. having that enthusiasm has played a big role for me. And what's your, what's your word this year? Attack. Attack. Like I, I'm, I'm going into things like really with a little bit more um, oomph. I don't know how to explain it, but my word is attack. My, I, I choose a word every year too. And last year it was gratitude. And I'm always, I always say, be careful what you choose because you'll start seeing all of that, right? And it, wow, did I have a lot of opportunities to be great, just sit in gratitude. Uh, this year it's rise. My word is rise because I, I I feel like there's a lot of noise in the world and I just want to rise above it and really be clear and focused on how I want my life to unfold and the and my loved ones around me and and move away from all of the noise that's around us. So that's an interesting. I love that word. I mean, attack is really a, it could also be urgency. Yeah. And you know, I just turned fifty two, and I'll be fifty three actually in August. And when you turn 50, at least for me, I don't know how it is for others, but, you know, you start to look at 80 in the face. Mm-hmm. You know, the average American lives to be 78. And most of the average Americans are on the Ameri- Amer- average American diet. Yeah. They live to be 78. And so if I was average, that means I have, you know, 25 summers left. 
I love summers, Dr. Mindy. And, um, you know, so when you start to really come to grips with our timeline, our own mortality, it creates, at least for me, it's created a tremendous urgency to spend more time with my kids, do more of what I love to do with who I love to do it with. And, um, and, you know, and for me, my diet plays a significant role in that because I feel responsible. I feel responsible that I want to be here for my kids and I want to be here for my wife and I want to be here for my business and my responsibilities. And also I love it. I mean, I love the opportunity that I have to be alive. Yeah. And you know, you said something before about diagnosis. So many people um, make big changes when a tragedy happens, a diagnosis or a tragedy. Nobody here should feel like we need a tragedy right. or a diagnosis Yes. To make a shift in our life. Like we're waiting for that. A friend of mine recently, I'm not going to have any more dairy because my cholesterol, you know, if, um, you know, once I get my cholesterol level, then I can, what are you talking about? Like, don't you want to be, who wants, did anybody on this call sign up to be the 80% version of themselves? Like, did you sign up when you got this ticket to be in life and be like, yeah, I want to be the 80% version of myself? No. So then why wouldn't you try to have the best possibility? It makes no, it doesn't, it's not even makes sense to me. Now, food is, is challenging. It's tasty. It's delicious. You know, when you feel like, but for me, I want to be the best version. I feel responsible. I don't feel like I need a high cholesterol report or something for me to make changes. Oh, I love that. So what do you do? Give us some tips when you, when you fail, like every, everything we ever want to accomplish in our life, we're going to meet failure. And I have found if you don't have that scary diagnosis that you start justifying, well, I like the dairy over, you know, over the having to deal with the diet, the, the scary cholesterol report. Like we start to talk ourselves out of our dreams and how do we, when we hit failure, is, do you have a definition of it? Do you have a, does your mind even register that you're hitting failure? And what do you do to overcome it? I'm day to day. I don't, you know, I don't really sell it, live in the past. So I don't celebrate my wins. I celebrate them short, you know, short term and I might reflect on them, but I don't live off of them. And same with my failures. You know, I make mistakes. I have vices. I do, you know, I have I, you know, I might fall off the wagon. By the way, I give all I give it all back in chocolate at night. You know, before <laughs> I go into my intermittent fasting window, I think I give it all back, all the healthy things back in chocolate. But I don't beat myself up. I'm human, and mm-hmm. you know, so um, I get I I allow myself space for failure. Okay, like it's not. I don't. I don't. I'm not like. Um, you don't take it in. I learn from it. You know, I don't beat, but I don't beat myself up for it. And, um, if I feel like what I don't want to do is start spiraling, you know? So if I feel like I'm going down a path of like really negative talk and, you know, I think what I'm, I become really good at is I'm very aware of the words that I speak. Mm. I'm very aware, aware of what I say, what I say, because once you give words, um, can I share a short story that I yeah, think will please. put this in perspective? I, it's going to take about three minutes, but I think it's, it's probably the most powerful lesson I've learned in the last decade. And it's something that anyone can leave with immediately and they can teach it to their kids or whatever. But I was, I'm an ultra runner. I do endurance runs and I was training for a hundred mile race. And I, every time I got to 38 miles in training, I did 10 training runs of 38 miles. I, my body shut down. 
And I had convinced myself, I would tell my friends like 38 miles, like I can't go a step further than that. And every day when I got to 38 miles, my body was so wired for that, it just stopped. And um, I heard about a friend, a guy who I became friends with named Chad Wright, who you know, Mindy, he was a Navy SEAL. I heard him in a podcast who said that he took a guy from never running more than five miles to 100 miles. He met him at a starting line of a race by just saying, I will not quit. And I said, that's impossible. Nobody can show up to a 100-mile run with five miles as their longest run and do 100 miles just by talking to themselves. But I'm like, but if it did happen, and this guy's talking about it on a podcast, if I could 20X my business or my life or whatever just by my words, I want to learn more about that. So I, I, call, I cold called this guy and I, Chad Wright, Navy SEAL, told him about what, what's going on. It's like, man, I could fix you in two days. So a week later, he comes to my house in Connecticut and he goes, we're going to go and I'm, we're going to, you know, I'm going to teach you how to shatter your 38 miles. So the first day he's there, he doesn't say a word to me. He's just like stroking his beard and laughing. And I'm like, what a waste of time. I hired this guy, you know, I didn't hire him, but he came here flew here waiting for my time and his time. And he hasn't even said a word. My friends are like, have you changed your cadence? Are you eating differently? I'm like, nothing. So at dinner, he says, tomorrow, first words he says to me, we're going to start at 0700, um, 0500, five in the morning. But at 445, we're going to meet in the kitchen and map out our plan. And I'm like, this is a ridiculous. I'm going to, we're going to, okay. I have a 15 minute training thing to, to break through this barrier. And he says at 445 in the morning, when he met, he goes, Jesse, we're going to do these three things. And if you do them, you're going to shatter your 38 mile record. He said, the first thing we're going to do is we're never going to give our pain a voice. Hmm. I said, well, what does that mean? He says, I know it's going to be tough. It's tough for everybody. Everything we're going to go through in this journey, it's going to be tough, but we're never going to speak those words because once we speak them and say, this is hard, this sucks. I can't do it. We're giving that power. Hmm. He said, if I ask you how you feel today, you're going to say, I feel outstanding. He said, the second thing we're going to do is we're not going to die in the chair. I said, what does that mean? He goes, we were running 4.2 mile loops and we took a 10 minute break. He goes, we're never going to stop in the 10 minute break and not get up. He goes, we're going to exhaust every possible resource. And only there's only two outcomes. Either we succeed today or we tried as hard as we possibly can. We exhausted all the options and we just didn't make it. Either one is acceptable, but just quitting that's off the table. And the third thing is we're going to talk about how grateful we are because even though there's challenging times or whatever, we have, we're here, we, we have our health, we can run. Every, mile, every loop that we do, four-mile loop, we're going to say what, one thing we're grateful for. So I did those three things and I did, you know, I shattered it. I did like 50 miles. Fast forward 30 days later, we're at the starting line of the Hennepin 100-mile race. Chad's running it with me. And we get to mile 74 and I'm broken. I had hypothermia and all this different. I had a crazy journey and I was broken down. So I'm walking. He said, I'm going to let you walk to the, to the, a quarter mile because I want to the aid station. But I want to tell you something. There's a miracle I've never shared with anybody. And I'm going to tell you right now. I'm like, what's that, Chad? He's like, I don't get tired. I'm like, oh, he goes, I want you to say it. I said, well, I, I can't, I'm broken down. Like that would be a lie. I can't say, he goes, I want you to say it. Chad, I don't get tired. He goes, no, say it, I, Chad, I don't get tired. Say it like you mean it. Chad, I don't get tired. I'm gonna let you walk to the aid station, Jesse. But when we get there, I want you to tell all the fine people that are working the aid station, the miracle of Chad and Jesse, that we don't get tired. So we get to the aid station, mile 75, 75 miles in, and the gentleman hands me my soup or whatever. I said, sir, I'm Jesse. This is Chad. This is crazy, but we don't get tired. 
We don't get tired. He said, what? I go, we don't get tired. Chad grabbed me like this and he goes, let's go. And we start running mile 77. Are you tired? I don't get tired. Chad, are you tired? No, I don't get tired. 79. You tired? No, 80, 90 miles, 93, 95. Are you tired? We don't get tired. 97, 99. Are you tired? Why would I be tired? We got one more mile left all the way to hundred. The wow. words that we speak in this journey, they dictate everything. You know, my son is dyslexic. My teacher said the other day, like, your son is really struggling. I said, whoa, are you telling me he's working really hard, but he hasn't grasped the concepts? You know, if you just pay attention, everybody on this call, to the words that people say over the next week, I can't, I'm not good enough, I don't have what it takes, you know, I've never done this, I don't have enough experience, this is scaring me. You know, this is never going to work. I'm not, this isn't me. I'm not supposed to be skinny. I'm not supposed to be healthy. I've never been healthy. All these words that we speak, they're powerful, man. And if we just, that's all mindset is, is reframing what we say. When I go into the hundred mile run, when I've done, you know, a couple of them, the race is already done. Like I said, you got to believe in the end of the story. It's already done in my head. I've done it 10,000 times. I know what I'm going to look like when, I, when this is all done. I know how I'm going to feel. Now I'm just like the end of the movie, it's done. I'm just filling, filling in the script. I love that. And that's how I live my life. I used to walk into my business and be like, when I was 23, I slept on 18 couches. My friends, 18 different friends put me up in my journey. When I, from between 19 to 23, couch to couch to couch. And I used to walk into my office and say to my partner, while I'm living on a couch, we're millionaires. They just haven't paid us yet. Like I was convinced I was a millionaire when I was sleeping on a couch. So the, again, you could say it's hokey. If you would have told me 10 years ago, I'd be like, that's hokey. But I'm telling you, what is the secret? You have to deeply want it. You got to want it so bad that the obstacles don't matter and you have to speak it into reality and you have to believe in your story because if you don't, the challenges are too great. I'm not even talking about intermittent fasting or the diet or whatever you guys are doing. I'm talking about life. I'm a believer. I'm a believer in the things that I do. You know, I might have fear. I might, you know, of course I have self-doubt which is the number one enemy to success. But I combat my self-doubt by creating small wins, getting momentum and believing and talking it. I can do it. You know, I'm on this path, man. I'm going to get healthy. So when you ask me what happens when I go through these periods of doubt or whatever, I combat it in my head. And I literally will say out loud, like, I got this, man. You know, I can do this. I'm going to feel amazing. You guys want to eat all this stuff when I see people eating, you know, I'm a vegetarian, eating steak or whatever. I don't judge anybody, but I'm proud of myself yep. for where I am on my food journey. Yeah. Yeah. And it's part of my lifestyle. It's not deprivation. It's not discipline. It's my lifestyle. It's who you are. It's who I am. Yeah. Yeah. And, you know, and I get criticized all the time. You know, like people make fun of me all the time. Oh, Jesse's just going to have fruit today for breakfast. You know, like, and I'm like, yep, Jesse's going to live to 180. (laughs) Yeah. You know, like, that's what I say to myself. Like Jesse ran, Jesse's 53 and ran a hundred miles. Amazing. 
It's amazing. You know, like that, that's what I say to myself. And what do you do? Surely you've had a goal that took longer to accomplish than you anticipated. Is it, the longer there, the reward takes, do you find you have to talk to yourself in that way more and more and more? And do you ever get to a point where you're like, I believe in the end of the story, but the, the end of the story is not coming fast enough here. I'm not sure it's ever coming. Do you ever get to that point or you're just like, laser focused. You know, I don't, I don't, um, I'm very aware that 95, most people, 99% of the people will go the same 95 yards, Mm. 95%. But you know, any, any, but the last 5% is the weed out period. And I'm not good. I just don't quit, you know, like I just hang in there. Now there are times where I've had business projects projects that don't work and I've had to drop out of it because it's just, you know, it's come, it's run its course. And of course I'm not going to take it, but, um, but you have to know the difference between obstacles, challenges, you know, when you go through a goal, there's usually six or seven steps of the goal. And they're the same for anything. First, you have an idea, you get excited about the idea you re- let's take a marathon. I'm going to run a marathon. I get the idea. I get really excited. I research and plan. Like I'm going to run the New York marathon and here's my training schedule. And so, you, and then you execute the plan and then you go through what's called the grind. Most of us in our life might be even be in the grind right now yeah. in the grind is like, that's like, Oh my God, how long is this going to take? And I don't know if I can do it, the self-talk and am I good enough? Do I have enough experience? You know, the grind weeds people out. But if you continue through the grind, ultimately you're like, oh my God, I had a great run or I feel good. This is working. Like, whoa, like my cholesterol's down or I've lost weight or people are telling me I look better. I'm more alert. And that's called a small win. And when you get a small win, you have momentum. And when you have momentum and you keep going, all of a sudden something happens. The next stage is you see the light at the end of the tunnel and then you have victory. But that grind, you know, and I'm very aware of it. I go through it in any goal. Nothing is easy. (laughs) Like you think it's just like, oh my God, I'm going to go on this journey. It's going to be so easy. There's going to be times, but I'm aware of that. I know it's part of the process. And I signed up for the whole process, not the easy road. Right. I signed up for the process. So I'm aware of that. So when I'm in it, small wins, Mm -hmm. small wins, you know, yeah. What, what are some of your, like I saw this on Instagram the other day, you were talking about just creating those, starting your morning with small wins, like starting the day, like let's get a win early on. So then the rest of the day, there's momentum. Do you have strategies? Like some people say making the bed is a small win. Yeah. Others get up and work out in the morning is a small win. Do you have strategies for creating small wins? Yeah. And by the way, I'm in the chat room. So if any of this is resonating with anybody, let me know. I, I need some momentum right now because I can't <laughs> see or hear anybody. So let me know in the chat room. Yeah. I told them all we had a half hour. They couldn't ask any questions. So. They don't need questions. I just need to know if it's resonating. That's all. Because if, if I need to pivot, I'll pivot. No, I mean, um, first of all, my everybody talks about morning routines and the importance of resonating. Thank you, George. Thank you, Debbie. <laughs> Thank you, Rachel. Thank you, Corrine. I appreciate (laughs) it. Iris, I appreciate it. Um, You know, we 
the importance of, of morning routines gets emphasized all the time, but I'm a, and I'm a, be, a believer in morning routines, but I'm a much bigger believer in the importance of an evening routine because my, my day starts the night before. Nobody on this call is good enough to just wake up and wing it. Like, oh, what am I going to do today? Uh, what's my plan today? What's my, the competition's too good. The temptations are too good. So I carve out about five minutes the night before. I, I just erased my board, but I'll put it up later. And I map out my, my day. Mm. You know, so I wake up and I just follow the script. So right now, and, and it allows me to be super present because when I lay out the script the night before, I make sure that I take care of me. So I take some time for me to exercise, eat, write, work out, whatever. So I'm not resenting my boss or my wife or my partner for taking away the things that I love. So I've already have a great plan laid out, right? And then it allows me to be present, to be where my feet are. So right now, 7.30 to 8.30, we can go to 8.40, whatever. I'm with Dr. Mindy Peltz. That's what I'm doing. I am where my feet are. Mm -hmm. So, you know, the morning routine. So, and in my strategy is I like to start my day with something that creates momentum. And it, for me, it's usually, that means it's usually in the form of exercise. But lately, it's been in the form of getting my kids exercise, ready for school. You know, so a win, it, it makes me feel good. What I say in the beginning, we all want to feel good. So the, the morning is a time for me, the first hour of the day especially, to create a small win. And it could be anything. Everybody, you know, and by the way, when I talk here, Dr. Mindy, I'm talking about what works for me. I'm not talking about things I've read. I'm not talking about, I'm talking about principles that have worked for me. And I encourage everybody to try their own methodology and see what works for you. Because what works for me, you might be, that might not work. Maybe you want to wake up and do it in the morning, whatever. But you know, you have to have a system. You can't wing life. I'm just going to wing it. You just can't. Love that. So I've teamed up with Tony Horton. Do you know Tony Horton? He was the creator of P90X, one of the most revolutionary at-home fitness programs. And we created together a new fitness program called Power Sync 60. And it is literally, this program's never been done. It is a revolutionary 60-day program for both men and women. So here's why I want you to join us is that we literally created PowerSync 60 with you in mind. So it doesn't matter if you're a cycling woman, a postmenopausal woman, or a man. One of the things I brought to Tony was that when we work out, we have to think about our hormones. And he had never done that in the millions of workouts that he's created in his lifetime. We also included a free bonus meal plan and a customized tailor way you can eat right for yourself. Also, of course, we put some fasting in there and it was a beautiful meeting of the minds. So I, it, this is like a passion project that I'm so excited to share with you. And in order to get it, all you gotta do is visit drmindy.org and use the code PS60PELS. So PS60 and then my last name, PELS, P-E-L-Z, to get 20% off. And you get lifetime access to the program. So that's drmindy.org, and you use the code PS60PELS to join all of us. I'm actually doing this myself right now. So come join me, my community, on this incredible journey. I am so proud to bring this to you. 
and that, th- this is what we're doing this month is we're doing all these different fasts and eating styles because what I see so many people do when they first come to a new diet strategy is they wing it or they create too big of a like, oh, I'm going to give up alcohol. I'm going to give up sugar. And then that's all they say. And they don't have an actual step by step by step. So what we did this this month is every day they're getting given an eating style and a fasting style. And then we're infusing them with people like you to just keep our focus on February 1st. The goal is to go from January 1st to February 1st and on February 1st, be a healthier version of ourselves than we were on January 1st. I love that. I love that strategy. You know, when people ask me about like, well, how did you finish the 100 mile run? When you get to, I don't care who you are. When you run 34, go like this with your finger for seven hours, your finger's gonna fall off. Yeah. It's gonna fall off after, it's gonna go crazy. Imagine running for seven or eight hours. People are like, well, oh, how did you know? How did you get past the pain or the obstacles at mile 35? You know, those that think they're gonna live where they are in this state, unhealthiness, broke, unhappy forever, are are in, are in a really much worse position than those that say to themselves, you know, like, I'm not going to be here forever. You know, and like when I get to mile 38 and I go through that, I'm like, I just got to keep going forward. Mm-hmm. Constant, relentless, forward motion, forward motion to the goal, baby steps. I got to get to that tree. I'm really good at that. Not saying, oh, oh, I have 60 more miles left. That'll break me. I don't have 60 miles. I got to get to the next mile marker. And it sounds so easy in principle, but that's what you're doing. Get to February. And that's the right approach. You know, like you chop down this, these big obstacles and tasks by like what's even today, even today, I'm on a new training program. If I said to myself, I got to do the run I did today. I did a beast of a run today. It was hard. I got to do this every day. I'd short circuit, but I'm like, I don't, I have to do it today. I'm not worried about tomorrow. This is what I'm doing today. So I, I love the approach that everybody is taking, you know, of chopping down this journey into let's, let's, let's reevaluate it in February one. Yeah, we have, I've seen so many people fail at their new year's resolutions because they don't have an, a well executed plan and they're not conditioning their mind and surrounding themselves around people who are like doing it with them. I, I've never fully understood why people do health alone. I feel like we should do it together in a community and so I absolutely agree with you on that. What surely you've had people naysayers in your life, people who may like you can't do that. Like because we do see that a lot where you have two people in a household, one who's making positive changes with their health and the other one who's just telling them that they're crazy. What how do we help that person? Is there do you do something to reconnect to your why? Well, the naysay as far as the naysayers go. Um, I've had that my entire life. I still have that. I got a DM the other day from someone telling me that my business partner carried more weight than I carried 20 years ago. And like, you know, those things, first of all, they fuel me. I love them. They don't bother me at all. I love them. The first thing that goes to my head is like, well, what (laughs) you we want to like, you know, I'm competitive and I don't want to share what went into my head, but um, you know, it fuels me. And, um, so I don't, that doesn't bother me. I love people that like, you you know, you're never going to be able to do that. I'm like, you're not even trying to do that. You know, like, what do you, I love the people that bark, you know, that they haven't even, they're not, they're not in your shoes. So the naysayers. And then also like, 
listen, the, the, the greatest gift that you can give yourself as an entrepreneur, and I consider myself an entrepreneur, is getting over the fear of being embarrassed. Mm, yeah. Once you get over the fear of being embarrassed, it's one of the lo- most liberating gifts you can give yourself. Yeah. The other th- gift you can give yourself is not giving up what, what people think about you. Now that's not easy, you know, tough, having tough skin comes with time, but you know, no, no human on this call, no human that you see on the street tomorrow is going to be here in a hundred years. There'll be another wave of humans. Mm. Nobody here is thinking about my grandmother's journey. She had the same fears, concerns, about money and health that everybody here has, Mm -hmm. but she's not here anymore. So we're here for such a short period of time and nobody is going to be here in a hundred years. So when you start to think about our own mortality, like, do I, do I really care what someone in Iowa is DMing? No offense to Iowa. I'm just using it. Like, I don't know, you know, maybe in a little bunker of their house, you know, hold up, or maybe it's a 14 year old kid DMing me. I don't know. So I, do I, you know, do you really care? Yeah. So important. Yeah. So yes. the fear of embarrassment and fear of what people say are two really liberating gifts. And if you just, if you just leave those, this call with those two things, like, you know what, you're right. I got to work more on that. I, I really don't care. It's going to be an amazing 2021. Yeah. Okay. Last question for you. When we hit February 1st and we have succeeded one of the challenges I've noticed in my life is when you hit that point of, of I accomplished it, I did it, and you don't have another goal or another focus out in front of you, that you start to slip back into old patterns and you can undo the success. I think it was Tony Robbins that said, nothing fails like success. What can we do? What do you do when you hit that moment of nirvana and you achieved it? What do you do after that? Yeah. So for me, I'm a big check the box and move on guy. Mm-hmm. Again, like I said, I don't really dwell on my wins. Nobody cares. Alabama won the national championship last night in the NCAA football. No one's going to care in six months mm-hmm. or no one will, who won the champ, the NBA championship four years ago. Nobody knows. Nobody knows. It's like, yeah, it's like it go. It's like, so for me, I look through the, the, the forward windshield of, my life. I don't really look back. So I check the box and I say, what's next? And I found that, you know, if I get a big sale, a big win at at work, again, it's the same mentality. It's check the box and move on. And I feel like with that, you you get tremendous separation from everybody else. Mm -hmm. And, um, you know, I can, I call that my life resume. You know, I'm always trying to build on this life resume. And, um, but for anyone that finishes here in February and falls back or whatever, again, I would challenge everybody to look at it more of, of a lifestyle than a challenge. And, um, but you know, look, I have gone out of shape. I've been in amazing shape and invested a lot in that. And then went off the wagon for six weeks and went, got into terrible shape, but I'm very good at not beating myself up about it and saying, you know, I just started a new fitness program yesterday because, you know, I ran the Hennepin at, at 187 and now I'm 203. So I'm like, I want to get back. I don't beat myself up. I'm just like, here we go. Let's go. What we do. Yeah, yeah, this is what we do. You know, again, I'm 52. Here, let me look at, let me end you with, end it with this. This will help. The, the, and I've said this on social. So well, I apologize if anyone's seen this, but, 
you know, Mindy, the day we wake up, I look at my life as this big bus ride, right? So we, we wake up and we get the keys and the bus starts going. Now you don't need me to say life goes fast. Everybody here knows life goes fast, but you go on this ride. And then all of a sudden, you know, all your senior in high, in high school, how that happen? And your parents are like, you better enjoy it. It's going to be your senior year. And all of a sudden you're in college and the bus goes, and then maybe you meet somebody in college and you get married and, and maybe you have a child and then they're 10 and eight years, you're going to be an empty nester, but the bus keeps going. The bus is no reverse. It has no brakes. It doesn't care if you get sick. It doesn't care if, it, if you're lazy. It just keeps going. It doesn't care if you take a day off. It doesn't care if you eat chocolate or greasy foods or whatever. It just keeps going. It doesn't care. And then one day it just stops and it's all over. Now I'm 52. So this much of my journey is done. And all I have left is this. And I don't even know when it's going to end. Right. But let's say I go to 90. All this, I can't get it back. I can't get it back. All I can, all we can really think about what we really should be focused on is from this moment on till the end of the bus ride. And how do we maximize this, this space? How do we make this the best we can make it? That's the really should be our focus because we can't change this. Yep. And one of the key components, I think the number one component is our health. Absolutely. And And how we attack this. So our strategy around this, and you know, I think you're what I would say like you, I just met you recently. I came across you in a podcast. I think you are who I would go to. I do go to you. I've had like private calls with you for this part of my life. I think you have it figured out really well. So, you know, and this, what you're teaching is the most important thing because without, with that sore throat, this means nothing. Mm-hmm. So true. You're it's- on medication your whole life. It, yeah. This becomes more challenging. You can't walk with your grandchildren because you're on whatever. This isn't maximized. Everything. 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 Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. Okay. Where this is awesome. You, I mean, I think we, we have over 800 people doing this with us this month. And so people are, will come in at later times and rewatch this. But I just, how do people find you? And tell us about your big ass calendar club because I, I've also been fascinated I by it. I have it right here. I have it yeah. right here. I map out my entire year in advance because I found that if I don't schedule my life, other people schedule it for me with weddings, Zoom calls, appointments, and then I can't do the thing. So I have a program where I teach people how to map out. So this is the calendar. This is, um, and it opens up. It's trap. You can travel with it, but it opens up into this entire year at a glance. This is my whole year. I love it. This is my whole year, Mindy. I love it. I teach people how to fill it out, but I'm on Instagram at Jesse Itzler is the, uh, is the best way to find me. Thank you so much for joining me in today's episode. I love bringing thoughtful discussions about all things health to you. If you enjoyed it, we'd love to know about it. So please leave us a review, share it with your friends, and let me know what your biggest takeaway is.